Hi, Jenny. Hi, Nicole Spezio. And hi, Jenny Donheiser. This is our podcast. How are you How brainwashed? Are you brainwashed? I'm hi, so Andy. happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Babe. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, you asked me first, and I was hoping that you okay, would Okay, I first. have something. Oh, okay, amazing. Babe, what's going on to you? Today is the day that the Rachel Levis Bethany yes, podcast dropped. You're right. I knew we were going to talk about this, and I did listen. Okay, great. You listen too. Yes. I want the listeners to know that this is Wednesday, August 16th. Is yeah, that correct? Absolutely. Okay. And so we've only heard part one. We've only heard part one. And by at the this time point. this drops, part two and three will be out. There's Acor- three parts? There's three. I, I read today there's three parts. Oh, I didn't know that there was three parts. She's dragging it out. Um. Okay. Well, what we should fully say is that, yeah, reality stars unionize. Love that for them. Yes. yes. Don't know if Bethany needs to be <laughs> sort of heading it up. Um, that's the only take I'm seeing out there is like we support this but I wish it wasn't Bethany and also because she was I think fully just saying names of people that DM'd her that did not clear her to say like she's yeah. like Paige DeSorbo from Summer House has <laughs> agreed to go on this journey with me and then Paige was like I never spoke to Bethany please don't say that <laughs> leave me out of this but I don't know I thought it was interesting just to hear from her especially yes. if we're not going to get to hear her on this season so she's not at all on the season it doesn't seem like she's going to be on the season yeah okay that's probably good for her i, I would think i, I think that's for so. us good for her yeah i don't know i i i left it still being like okay she's just dumb and i hate to say it and but it's she okay is. for people to be dumb it is okay for people to be dumb and she is one of those people and <laughs> and what was interesting i thought it was interesting that she was like well ariana and i were never best friends and i do think that's legit like yeah I think that the they really were obsessed with using the phrase best, best friends. Friend, yeah. Because um, it did make it more salacious. So that I thought was like a nice breaking of the fourth wall of like, hey, like she wasn't my best she friend. She was my we coworker. Yeah. But um, so you don't fuck your coworker's boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, for, for <laughs> I definitely try not secretly. to. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, Bethany. And we, of course, always are talking about Bethany. But Bethany... <laughs> she does come up a lot. I know. Because she does take a lot of space <laughs> up in the culture. Yeah. I liked how Rachel kept being like, I just, I really support what you're doing. And thank you so much for the way you're talking about me. And I'm like, cut to Bethany's never seen the fucking show. Right. And knows Ex- nothing, nothing about the affair. It was and- very clear that Rachel's mom likes bethany, bethany yep. and so it was like you should go on bethany's podcast and then that's what happened yeah and uh <laughs> that's such a dumb reason <laughs> <laughs> i think well she seems to be very controlled by her family from what i've gathered yeah they're and keeping at 28 tight... years old you gotta cut those ties okay <laughs> i know i don't know if she could i don't she's a baby bird can she fly from the nest should she even i worry she ha- uh, yeah I, babe we all have to grow up sometime <laughs> even rachel yeah and she's reclaiming rachel and i like that yeah i don't think it's stupid but whatever <laughs> i mean I, it's not do you for remember, us to say do you remember when katie perry was doing promotion for witness her best album yes <laughs> and she did that live therapy session yeah okay i don't know why well, she was like live in the house for like a week right with she, the, lived, she was like big brother she big brothered herself and filmed herself i guess because the album's called witness and it was all about like being under the public yeah, we eye were witnessing. and we were witnessing absolutely and she, one of the things that she did was a live therapy session and they talked to so her real name's 
Kate Hudson. Right. Her real name is Which is an amazing <laughs> detail. I always forget. Also that her cat's name is Kitty Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's also incredible. So she changed her last name to Perry because there was already Kate Hudson. But the therapist was like, we should really talk to Catherine Hudson. Okay. Which is your inner child. Which yeah. is like the non-celebrity, you know. And I think that's sort of, it sounds like the Rachel same did technique. inner child. And... You know, I love hanging out with my inner child. So I think, yeah, talk to her, see how she's yeah, doing. Yeah. So she said, I'm going to go back to Rachel because that I didn't ever allow Rachel to really live. And I said, OK, well, I but, will definitely be listening to, I guess, parts two and three. Yeah. Yeah, we will. No, I, no, I have n- no opinions. I just like I'm still <laughs> staying tuned. I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Watch what happens live. I agree. I I will be listening and I hope to get any real side of Rachel's personality, see an inkling of anything sort of cooking in there. But so far, it's just I went to the place and they helped me. (laughs) Don't you think that she sounded smarter than she ever sounded on the show? No, you can still sound smarter than you ever sound on the show and sound dumb at the same time. Okay, then yes. Okay, great. Sure. Let's go with you. Okay, I, well, I think you'll like this. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. I did finish season 10 of Real Housewives of Orange County, <sighs> which is the Brooks cancer faking season. And there's so many interesting pieces to that story. For those of you who don't know about this, there was a season of Real Housewives of Orange County where the most famous housewife had a boyfriend who everyone sort of hated and thought was creepy. And then he started saying he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And like, okay, so many fascinating things happened with him. I love the one clip of him in Cut Fitness with all the women explaining why he's not doing chemo anymore. Right. And he's like, well, I met this man, this doctor, who cured himself of his own cancer by pumping himself with resveratrol. And they're all like, huh, what? Do and Heather DeBrose like, is that a skincare? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am fascinated by people that feed cancer. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens yeah. frequently. People out here be faking cancer often. I, you know, there's a lot of ways to live a life. <laughs> and that is not a way that i endorse or understand and now please tell the listeners if they don't know how it was broken to the other housewives that oh my he was God. faking cancer I how did, do we learn about that i did text nicole immediately i was like not a psychic out here breaking the news that brooks was faking cancer they yes. were all talking to a psychic and they asked the psychic about brooks cancer and he said i don't see it i just don't see i don't it. see it i just don't see it <laughs> and they were like what do you mean he was like it's it's murky it's not, i don't see the cancer and then they were all like, huh. And Megan King Edmonds, I think, should get a retroactive Emmy for her work on that season. <laughs> Detective Megan. Like, she was calling those doctors and asking for their <laughs> reports and her being like, actually, Newport Imaging doesn't do PET scans. Yeah, she was on the case. Yeah, that's why she's Detective Megan King Edmonds in the fandom. <sighs> Thank God for her. I you know the other women were would not have been brave enough to go down that path i don't think of really investigating because they were all like so like oh my god are we well yeah i mean usually when someone has cancer it's not nice to say maybe they don't but (laughs) but sometimes they don't and you have to say it yeah and she said it 
You're in such good housewives. I and love then it's it. So- I'm now, I've now in season 11 where Vicky's trying to get back with everybody and they're like, you sort of lied to us about your boyfriend having cancer. Now, do you think Vicky knew? Okay. <laughs> I think that she did not know at first. Uh-huh. And when it maybe became clear, it was too late. Right. Both for her to tell herself and to tell others. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> and you know what i don't think those women should have been so mad at her i think that they should have said you know what you let your boyfriend fake cancer for whatever reasons you needed to do that and we still love you <laughs> wow i huh she didn't ultimately fake cancer no but she <laughs> gets endorsed it and supported she sort it, of but- didn't shut it down when she probably knew she continued to be like i ride or die for my man and I support my man. And if he tells me he has cancer, he has cancer. And I'm like, bitch, you know he doesn't have cancer. I mean, she didn't go to any appointment. She never saw him do chemo. She just sort of trusted that he was out here getting treatment. When I mean, he's does your never, husband go with you to doctor's appointments? He's never looked fucking better, that man, than that season. He looked so good. He was tan. He was glowing. He was drinking. And they were like, don't you literally have stage group cancer? And he was like, yeah, but I'm having a drink tonight. Like, it's my birthday. I'm having cake tonight. <laughs> What's crazy is when it's revealed that he'd done it before. He had told Vicky yes. he had a different, <laughs> yes, ultimately different type of it cancer. Did come out that he had faked another type of cancer, and that's like I listened to the Scamanda podcast, and yeah, she did a similar yeah. thing of just like sort of she did it twice. She just kept recovering. Kept she recovering. kept having like miracle recoveries, and then it would come back over Whoa. and over again. Oof. And once again, people were kind of like, you don't look sick. You know what I mean? And I know that I can't say anything about needing attention because ultimately I am an actor and I (laughs) demand people to literally sit quietly and watch me and then clap their hands for me. But I think if you need, I know, I'm just saying I relate to needing attention clearly, (laughs) but I think that. Also money. These people were out. Scamanda was out for money. Uh, Yeah. Like donations and stuff. Dark. That's dark. They like purposefully joined a church that helped fundraise for them over and over again in their community. Just kept getting out into communities, joining communities and being like, I I have terminal cancer again. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third time I've got terminal cancer. And everybody was like, oh, no, yeah, that's bad. Let's keep giving you money. I mean, like, yeah, I, I do like to sometimes like take a little YouTube journey of like, people that said they were in 9-11 and and they they weren't i do think that that's interesting and sorry maybe we should bring our guest in because i'm sure she has probably lots of stuff to say about everything we're talking about yes please let's bring her in okay i i don't even know where to start i am literally obsessed with this guest she is such a dear fucking friend and also a genius okay she is a writer ever heard of a league of their own the tv show not that we're promoting it but we are (laughs) saying that she did write on it play right honey she has written all your favorite plays like I Want to Fuck or Tear You Apart. <laughs> Nicole Clark is having a baby. Jennifer, who is leaving. She is a director. <laughs> she is my fellow fat sister. Please welcome to the pod, Morgan, Morgan Gould. I can't believe you just call me fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that. That is how I identify. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that was the hardest 10 minutes I've ever been quiet because you guys touched on everything I care about. Okay, the whole- get in here. Uh, yeah, get in. I first want to say about Vicky that I think that she knew but didn't want to see. 
Yeah. And then I think eventually when it was like so clear, she was like, I have two choices, double down on the lie right. or look like an absolute idiot. And we all know Vicky looking yeah. like an absolute idiot, not on the table for her. Right. And She's I a do think woman. her Christian values make her a little good at like, mm. you know, burying what's really going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I feel like, yes, she knew, but I don't think she ever sat there and tried to lie about it. Yeah, I, right. I agree. And I would say that I agree with you that the women should have treated her actually more like a victim of his predatory behavior mm-hmm. than a perpetrator of the lie herself. They really showed her no um, no compassion. And, no and compassion. How sad. If you found out your friend's boyfriend was faking cancer and she went along with it, wouldn't you like lean in and be like, hey, like... Like, yeah, are talk you, about are you okay? Let's like, get you out of here. Let's talk about why you felt like you needed right. to stay with someone who would do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we all know they're garbage monsters and they're not really friends. But like, to me, that's the story of it is like, obviously, she loves to keep up a front. Although I am enjoying this season where she's like friend of. Uh, I'm uh, her, her, her energy is great. She's like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm dressed up as me. <laughs> she's so crazy. I will say I miss Brianna. I I, you, I always yeah. liked her. I Not was in, if you check in on Instagram. Oh, oh no, her and the husband have a, oh, no. have a hard hard vibe with oh, them. No. Oh, I don't like that. Okay, well, never mind. Keto also, I, I, oh, <laughs> journey. Keto oh, journey. God. Keto Republican journey. Keto Republican. Two strikes, you're out, babe. Yeah. <laughs> also say that Scamanda, I did do, yeah. and that I am a big fan of all the Munchausen and Munchausen by yeah. proxy adjacent <laughs> work. Yeah, I love Mommy Dead and Dearest. Yes, both yeah. the HBO doc and the Hulu yes. with the Chloe Seventy and the Joey King and the Bruce yeah. Arquette. She loves a fake cancer story. <laughs> she is into it. And as a dad who is currently having cancer, I don't really know why you would fake it. Yeah, but I will say that I do understand. Like some of these people are money, but I even feel like with Scamanda, there's ways to scam money that aren't like about attention. Right. And so I feel like it's yes, money, but yes, also a need to feel centered yeah because i'm like nicole they should just go to acting school being an actor's fine yeah, <laughs> right yeah that's a normal that's way, like a to, way to sort of figure it out yeah, yeah. like you want attention you want to be seen you should be seen for like accomplishments like playing a character and moving people <laughs> yeah. versus like faking cancer for your entire church community like, right that's wild it just is i can't believe that so many people do this like do this this is is not like a one weird story but like this is so what i always want to know is like is this connected to like our obsessive we're all basically like self-publishers of our own narrative now like on social media so do we think that more people do it now or it was always kind of going on in smaller ways Mm. even before that because it's like a weird form that people do I think it's worse with social media. Because now you have a now you have an outlet. Like you, you have, have a, a full a platform. platform. Yeah, and like part of Scamanda's fame came from her blog. Like her blog about her like mommy Christian blog. Her mommy Christian blog went viral. God, and everyone was like, "Oh no, this woman with terminal cancer." Like her husband knew that he was fully in on it. Yeah, I mean, I think he felt weird about it, but was fully in on it. Yeah, yeah. He like he actually think only cared about the money. Yes, and I think it's also like the child support of it all. Like if you he didn't like his ex-wife 
who he left for Amanda, for Scamanda. Who was like the babysitter, right? <laughs> she was like, yeah, friends mm. or the babysitter, like knew what? the family. Yeah, the whole thing is creepy. And yeah. in order to not have a crazy custody battle or have him pay child support or like they were able, I think, to win custody of the child, yeah. even though she was not the biological mother and she had an affair with him and all this stuff, like because they of her. They brainwashed the kid. They brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, trigger. I mean, for sure. I just want to be clear in this forum to say I don't have cancer. Okay. Amazing. Okay? And neither do I. And I don't Same. have it. Okay, cool. I mean, so, I might have it. I hope I don't. But like I... I'm not pretending to anyone that I have cancer. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. coming for, out. I just that. wanted to come out of the closet and just really <laughs> we all have to, as a non-cancer faker. <laughs> we all have to come out of the closet as non-cancer fakers. Now that's how prominent it is. Anyway, it was a wild journey that season and I, I miss it. Wow. I, that's like such a point in that franchise. Um, are you liking new Roni? Have you been watching? This last episode got me a little better. It's a slow start. Okay. I think that I have now opinions on the women, yeah. which is the turning point for me of any franchise of like, mm. you know how Salt Lake, it takes like three or four episodes. Yeah. Like, who are these people? I think ultimately they're doing the classic first season thing where they're all trying to behave well for the camera. Mm-hmm. I look forward to when they're unable to do that. Anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always the exciting point. Usually doesn't happen until season two. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. often. I feel like so far to me stands out. <laughs> obviously Jenna is iconic weird interesting very quirky but i really like her i I genuinely like her i feel like she's giving me like carol flashbacks a little bit Mm -hmm. carol wishes sorry but (laughs) yeah oh carol wishes i just mean like you know how there's like one person where you're like she's actually like normal but then has some weird like yes yes not a huge Jessel fan, but I feel like that's intentional. You need to have an annoying person. I mean, she She's is. Awful. She, I, I, I can't stop watching her. No, I, yeah. I want to see her put her foot in her mouth a million more times. When she, she's the Tribeca. She, yeah, you know, yeah she, Tribeca. I haven't watched it coming. I haven't watched that up yet. <laughs> and I actually love Erin, who was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You could tell she was like, I don't want to see Tsunami, but like right. Tribeca is my na- is the richest neighborhood <laughs> right. in New York. Like that's hardly up and coming. It'd be like saying the Upper East Side isn't up and up and coming. <laughs> like, wild no take. Where does Jessel live? I don't know. I think... Why has she never been to Tribeca? I don't know. I forget. I forget where she lives. I remember. I like Sai. I think she's a little severe sometimes, but I like her. Bryn is growing on me. I love Bryn. I kind of like Erin. She's dicey fun to me. You know, mm-hmm. like she's definitely like the rich kid. But I also love like a pragmatic Israeli woman. That's I in, think she's that. good for the show, but I feel like the take that I've been seeing from everyone is like, yes, Aaron is my touch point. Like I can. Oh, like, that's not how I like. Feel. I so don't yeah. feel that no. at all. But I do feel like she's a kind of housewife I could see thriving in the franchise. She's the mm. she's the Luann. Mm. You know what I mean? She's mm. the like not fully relatable, but like not something fully enjoy. relatable, but she's solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, she's, she rubs me. But that said, I just feel like they have not, I can already tell, you know how you could tell, I could tell Salt Lake was going to work out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This to me, I don't know. I don't You're know if sure it's there. Yet. I'm bored. I'm bored. I like I'm bored. it. I'm bored. <laughs> I, like I will it. say that I've been watching Crappy Lake and that has yeah, been a delight. Fun. And every time I watch them next to each other, I'm just like, yeah, you can't beat Sonia and Luann. Like, yeah. how are you going to beat Sonia Morgan? Like, that's TV. I, I can't know. wait like, to I see I the bent and Ramona. Bullets. Obviously, Ramona is a nightmare, <laughs> but like, you can't beat Ramona. Yeah, Ramona's Singer. great TV. She's, She's a bad, TV, bad, bad person. Bad egg. Dorinda, yeah. like, these are mm-hmm. personalities. And I'm like, these 
women to me, A, as a New Yorker, are not New York to me. And they're also not personalities I'm like obsessed with following for good or for bad. They seem a little vanilla. But that may fall away as they start to like not perform for the cameras. Right. The husbands, weirdly, I like better than any other husbands of the seasons. But do we think that's maybe because they're millennials? So like the shift in culture is starting to infiltrate. They're not just like. They're not just inside like, I'm an men. old lawyer. This is my <laughs> wife, Erica Jane. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like they're a little more, like, relatable as Yeah, women. maybe. Oh, is my God. David from Real Housewives of Orange County. I gotta say, when, uh, when is that gonna get out of here? Because I can't be mm-hmm. watching David Bedore anymore. I don't anymore. like it. I don't like <laughs> it. It's one of the, one of the tougher <laughs> experiences. It's David really Bader. hard to watch. Out of my... He will, and it is hard. Uh, it is... Uh, Shannon's always scary i'm obsessed with shannon she's so crazy i love how she talks out of two sides of her mouth like (laughs) literally you could cut a clip show of her saying opposite things she just like whatever she says where she's with i'm in the minority i do like heather me too Okay, cool. Okay, because you I like, feel like so many people yeah, like Nicole loves hate Debro. I love her. Like her. I have watched her YouTube series of showing off every room in her house a million times. Um, a million times. I especially like her gift wrapping room <laughs> slash Stop. slash uh laundry room <laughs> it just is to, she what i'm obsessed with is that rich she is wild. so rich <laughs> gift wrapping slash laundry room the point of being Get so of rich here. is is you're like and now i have actually no more little inconvenient things because i ever i thought of everything she's like you know how you know your kid comes and you have to wrap a present okay well i got this a um, monogrammed ribbon and i i put it <laughs> next to my boxes and then i um i print out a picture of each of my kids and that's the tag so you know who the gift is from like she just has so much time on her hands to think of everything but you know what though then in that last episode with terry when they're sitting there and she's talking about how they want to downsize yeah because she feels like a general manager right because she's a staff of like she said 40 people i was like that sounds horrible that is a full-time job to manage 40 she said 40 people maybe she was exaggerating i don't know but but i think she meant i mean she was like there's four gardeners there's three housekeepers there's you know that's like that's so annoying i would actually like hate that here's the kind of rich i want to be okay rich (laughs) enough to do whatever i want and have like one person either as housekeeper or personal assistant but that's it i don't want i don't want that that sounds like a whole other job i don't want that much space like i can barely keep up with my one bedroom apartment i don't want to be trying to figure out what to how to organize 14 rooms. No. Like. Though I do want a wrapping room and a laundry room. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that sounds great. I guess when you have a house with 14 rooms, you just hire an interior decorator and they tell you what to do. And you just, that. yeah. I, guess. I can't make decisions. Like if you say, do you like this? I can say yeah. yes or no very easily. But if you were like design this room, right. I feel like I want to die. I can't do that. Like there's too many choices and I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I've been very, my TikTok algorithm right now is really like Hampton's private chefs. So it's like them sort of cooking the whole day long of what they're making for their families that they work for. And that I want to be so rich that I have that. Yeah. Your algorithms really the things that you the the categories you wind up in. I'm always never find yourself (laughs) dipping into a Hamptons private chef. You come in every week with a different sort of group of TikTok things that you're watching. Mine's all French bulldogs and like ways to organize closets. Mm. That sounds nice. Those are my two this week. I'm just now pregnancy and birth TikTok influencers. Birth TikTok, seems like TikTok. too much. It's horrible. I have to get out. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Come on over to Hampton's <laughs> private chef TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I need, really nice. I need to start really liking stuff that gets me out. 
Okay, Hampton Chef. Send me one that I'll like it. I absolutely will. I'll get in my My rotation. My new favorite thing is lately, so I'm really into Below Deck. Oh, Mm -hmm. uh But then I I was so into it that I had to like take a little break. But then I recently restarted. What happened? Someone almost got raped? See, I don't know. I'm actually behind, but I'm I'm watching that season in part because I saw that and I was like interested in what that was. Yeah. And I have a feeling because that's like my favorite chief stew that she probably handled it like beautifully. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I watched just the like scenes. Um, Yeah. I don't know if we need to get into that, but it was (laughs) really dark. And like essentially a guy just like fully naked got into a woman's bed while they were filming. Closed the door. Production had to be like, hey, she's asleep. Come out. Come out. And he would not leave the bed. Right. To have the fucking audacity to like. Wait, a a charter guest or a No, no, no. A crew crew member. Oh, he definitely got fired. I'm sure he got yeah. fired immediately. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. that's not they did, horrible. They didn't even wait till morning. Captain Jason came. He said, "I love Captain get off Jason right now." I'm so that's my celebrity crush. I love Captain. Ooh, he's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> he's so hot, and he's actually like a really sweet, nice guy. You, when you watch the your show. personal friends, huge, huge. <laughs> I feel like that because I am such a below deck person. Would you guys ever work on a? private charter stupid questions <laughs> i thought you said well, i would definitely take right i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fat people work on yachts <laughs> i get uh, every time i see a fat flight attendant i'm like good for you girl i i've I, never seen one in my whole life really yeah wow that's cool i i i, I so brave because <laughs> honestly walking down the aisle is Horrible. a whole thing like yeah wow i mean flying obviously as a fat person is like I a mean, gauntlet yeah you know, we've had Lindy West cover it. We've had Aubrey Gordon cover it. It is a full topic. But I do want to say that to choose to live in the belly of the beast as a fat person feels like such a brave. And I say brave knowing that it has It's literally like, like, fuck you. Fuck you. I am fat. And I belong in this place. Yeah, do you want this fucking can of Sprite? Should we you, be you talk to me nice. <laughs> Should we be stewardesses? I feel like I don't want to. But wow. Yeah. That's I've never seen a fat stewardess. I'm realizing that now. It's I've seen a like pleasantly blown sure, sure, sure. Person where I'm like that's a sister. I don't even think I've ever seen a TV fat stewardess. No. I've just seen a like I'm 65 and I've been doing this since we had to look a certain way and now I don't look a certain way but now it's okay because everyone can be a stewardess because <laughs> planes are just buses now. Planes are just horrible buses. They're just all greyhound. I, I mean, it. flying as fat person and yet to be a stewardess as a fat stewardess. Yeah, that is really kind of love it. Cool. No, I like it. I mean, Morgan, I'd watch that show. I will say <laughs> as a as a person who watches Below Deck, I'm like, I actually think you couldn't do it. Like there are so many tiny spaces. I, I don't know how you would sleep in those beds, how you would walk up and down those tiny little stairs. Yeah. Sometimes I see fat charter guests and I'm like, good luck. Even mm-hmm. the guests and they have like a little more room. I'm like, I'm like, could I even be a charter guest, let alone? I don't know if I want to be on boats that long. See, I... It's a long time. A week on a boat, living in little quarters. Yeah, but that's claustrophobe to me. But you get, like, served by, like, a private chef. I mean, that's nice. I mean, would it be the first vacation I would choose? Actually, probably not. But if I have, like, limitless money, which the people who do this do, I'd be like, of course. Of course, like, for one birthday, I'll do that. for a birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I feel like it was so interesting because it's, like, the culture of ignoring COVID and rich people. I do feel like a, during COVID, they had a lot of people because they were like, well, we can't go anywhere else. Right. Like, we'll just rent right. this boat huh. and we'll infect these seven people right. who are going to wait on us, which is like so dark and gross. And- Absolutely. <laughs> I would not do that part of charter guesting. 
but I would do the other part the where other you're parts. like, but I would be the one who's like, no, you don't have to get that for me. And they're like, yes, I fucking do. Right. You know, like, right. Stop. Don't you actually hate like I'll really please. nice people who are yeah. asking you to wait on you is actually when I waited tables was worse. Like not worse. Rude people are the worst. But the second worst is people are like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. I'll just I'll, I'll clean it up myself. And you're like, <laughs> no, you won't. Like, just give it to me. Now, did Let's you wait pretend. tables in the Cape Cod of it all? In the Cape Cod of it all. Oh, my gosh. I did. I'm from Cape Cod. Originally, actually, year round, not summering. One of my favorite things is when people are like, I'm from Cape Cod. And then I dig a little deeper. and It's like, no, you summered on Cape Cod. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that is fine for you. And I did wait on you. Right. I may have dropped your food. I may have <laughs> forgotten it, stolen someone else's ticket, put it there. You know, I was not a good waitress. <laughs> um, but that was my story. Infamously, my high school gay best friend was Zach Grady. Zach Grady, friend of pod. Who, that's how I met Nicole. Mm-hmm. Loved his podcast episode always. Love everything that comes out of his little mind. Best. When we were children... We would make up scavenger hunts in town for each other and drive around like losers. I mean, like That's two so of the greatest cute. minds of our time. We did honestly. a lot of, when I look back, I'm like, we did a lot of very, like, if my 17 year old did what we did, I'd be like, That's so crazy that they like spent their time doing that, but also <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. But we never told our parent. We were just like, That's funny. Like, let's do a scavenger hunt all through town of inside jokes. Don't you wish you could meet your friends at that age? A little high school version yeah. of all the friends, yeah. Well, Nicole, should we ask Morgan the question? I think so. You want to do it? We've hit the period in the pod. I want to do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> As can, a pod listener, you, I'm excited. Can you frame the question, Jenny, for the listeners? Yeah, my brain. Yeah, I'm Anyone here. who's <laughs> tuning in specifically because they're a huge fan of me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got to let them understand. <laughs> a huge fan base of millions <laughs> of followers. to understand. <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> Hi, Morgan's boyfriend. Okay, here's what the pod is called. How are you brainwashing? That's the question we're going to ask you. And what that means Please is... Please tell me, is it with a U or with a Y-O-U? It's with a U. You know it's with I a know. It's with a U, but I want everyone else to know. <laughs> cheeky little fun we like to have fun in our one life on this goddamn planet <laughs> nicole thought that if we put it in as a you that people would know more that it was a comedy podcast people would think that it was like a serious like science like cult that's yeah. true Pro- yeah, that's project yeah. podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry okay so look morgan how are you brainwashed the question means what did you grow up thinking was true from society from your life from your upbringing that you now have come to realize was potentially full brainwash Okay, I want you to know, as a full listener of this pod, I've listened to every episode, every Wednesday when it comes out, that I've been thinking about this for a while, and I have a lot of options, but I narrowed it down to two. One is short and one is long, so I'll start with the short. Okay. I feel like shaving. Uh, I mean, shaving for women. What, I, why? Like, what is it, why would, what other part of your body would you, like, just remove to look aesthetically pleasing for men? It's supposed to protect you. Hair is, it's on purpose. Yeah. Right? A hundred percent. It's really weird. It's so annoying, first of all. And it hurts and it's like obnoxious to keep up with. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, it's bad for your skin. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, (laughs) that's still, I continue to shave my little armpits and shave my little legs. I, I have, I want to speak on my blonde person privilege. That's Mm. Which is that I can go for quite a while before you can really see it, but I, Sometimes during the pandemic, yeah. I was like, I'm psychotic. I'm, I can't do this anymore. So I stopped. And then I was like, wait a minute. What, who's this for? Right. Surely not my eight year boyfriend who could absolutely care less. Right. Yeah. 
for people at the beach well i'm already fat so that's already a fraud anyway right so i mean it's not really worse to be like fat girl with some blonde hair on her and also just like wait like i don't believe in like removing other parts of my body or things that i like would you remove your fingernails if it was like aesthetically like it just doesn't really make sense to me anymore like 100 percent. and i feel like i was like oh that's full brainwashing like yeah. yeah we're just told that and i remember when i first shaved when i was like 11 i like borrowed my mom's razor it was in the summer and i jumped into the ocean and of course did not know that that burns like so much if you just shave and it's like wait when i think about that i'm like already at 11 i was Mm -hmm. like i should do this thing that will make me look better for some anonymous right i guess obviously in my 11 year old brain i wasn't framing it as like man right what who's that for other girls I don't know. It was for a man in my brain, unfortunately. I think it's it's shaving my arms as a child. Like the idea of femininity that like our moms (laughs) passed down to us. But like for what? Right. But like, is it too late for us? Because I'm still shaving. Like, why can't I stop? You're not still shaving your arms. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm going, I'm going underarms and legs. That's, that's what we're saying. And and my little, uh, mustache <laughs> I, thought, I also feel like I, I thought am you were Italian say, as, a feminist, no, is, is as a genuine going. feminist I'm like if shaving genuinely makes you feel good and you want to do it I, I have fine. no idea if it makes me feel good because it was never Same. my idea it's so never been an option I sort of stopped doing it to be like to question that a little bit but I was like no no it was definitely like for someone that isn't me because I don't mind not doing it yeah that said because I'm blonde I don't have to worry about like I might feel differently about that if I like had dark facial hair or even like my armpit hair when I'm at the beach is not like super pronounced. Yeah. But like I, I did at least I feel like the pandemic and going full insane during quarantine and hating everything and never getting dressed for like two years mm-hmm. definitely did something to me about who is this performance for? Yeah. yeah. Who is like, this performance of hairlessness like a little girl for? Certainly not my partner who absolutely didn't even notice when I stopped. Exactly. Yeah. When I mentioned I'd stopped, he was like, you did? Like, he did not <laughs> notice. Yeah. And I was like, it's not for me. And also, like, hi, I wear pants, like, 90% of the time. Like, I'm a pants wearer. So, yeah, that's my shaving thing. You know Which what? is like, go for it and do it if you want to. But maybe yeah. think about why. why. Why? What's the why there? Is it just, like, habit and ingrained Yeah, the cold certainly didn't come from outside the house to begin with. Wait, what? <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, no one was like, you need to shave, hairy girl. Ha, ha, ha. You right. just, like, started just to do it. Like, I have to shave. I have to. Yeah. yeah. There was no even thinking about it. And I even think when I think about, like, the men in my life that shave, they're mostly doing it for comfort. Like, it mm-hmm. feels better to have uh-huh. less hair on my face or it feels right. a certain way. Or I, I'm sure they're also doing it for how they look, too. But I'm like, right, men get to decide. It's about their comfort level. For us, I don't think... I don't think I feel more comfortable having shaved. No. It feels good the first day you do it. Then mm-hmm. that's it. And especially downstairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful. Hell no. I gave that up a while ago. Gotta be real. I was like, no I'm not way. Doing it. I'm not you doing don't do it. anything to downtown. Fuck no. no. All the time She's it's just loose. Free. She goes fucking she goes free, free, baby. You She's never do 70s. a small trim. Nothing. I when I, I was fucking to, in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When in my twenties, I now, now I'm now, like, you're no. just full bush. Yeah. I'm full bush. Me too. I'm so proud of you. Me too. Yeah. It's great. No, I, I guess I could go full bush. I mean, listen, whatever makes you feel comfortable. You're still, you're still trying your pussy. You got a husband. <laughs> you're about to have a baby. Don't worry about it. I have a electronic shaver. Yeah, that Graham, my husband, bought in the pandemic. He bought it for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. no you- <laughs> he bought it for himself. 
He bought it for himself. I, I, and then you took me. it. If your husband buys you, I just audience. She's laughing. Her husband did not buy him the shaver. I just want to be so clear because you can't see. Her husband did not buy it no. for her. He bought it for himself, and she took it, which bought, I support. He bought it for himself to like shave his head when we met. We sure, none of well, us could yeah. get haircuts, right. and then he never really used it again. And then I took it and i use it on my pussy yeah i mean listen if if you feel it also really depends on like what your hair is down there for me it's pretty i have let's all hair, take our underwear not, off and see <laughs> sort of show. Let's all show. anyway i'm just saying feel free to do what you want with your body hair yeah whatever it is if you yeah. want to shave it great if you don't don't maybe think about why you're doing it i know but don't i still part of me unfortunately sometimes i'll see a woman raise her arm and I'll see the chunko hair and I'll go, huh? Yeah, right. Because that's brainwashing. That's I brainwashing. know, and it and sucks. It's, also like, it's okay. You can. I feel like one thing I'm trying to like understand in myself a little bit is like, I still have that reaction, of course, because it's really in there. I have the reaction, and then I just say, that's a reaction that comes yeah. from somewhere else. Right. That's not real. It's okay. We're all gonna have bullshit we believe about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're never gonna delete that. You gotta that's, just train you know, your brain. Hey, hey, baby, just it's okay. It. Just notice yeah. it. Everything's I just okay. Finished intimacy director training, which I feel interesting about. Good, and there's it's very complicated, nuanced thing. But I do think one thing that I like is they're like, you don't have to have the solution. You just have to be able to name it. You just mm. say yes. You had that thought when you saw that woman raise her armpit with hair. Yeah, you had that thought. That's a truth that happened. Mm-hmm. You can acknowledge that and say that's obviously coming from a place of like cultural indoctrination, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's okay. That doesn't make you bad. You just you are a product of where we all live right. here in the cis white hetero patriarchy. Yep, my favorite place. <laughs> so okay, so that's my first one. Then my second one, my bigger one that I was thinking about is I want to talk about the Salem witch trials and pogroms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because here's what I'm gonna say. As yeah. we've covered in this pod already, yeah. I grew up in Massachusetts. I want you mm. to know that they love the pilgrims there. Like they are literally like we get taught in school that they're an amazing, industrious, <gasps> wonderful group of people oh. who work really hard, who forge through the land and like build and I'm not even talking about like how the erasure of native american people right i'm literally talking about how they're because that's obviously awful they're so obsessed with like the culture of the pilgrims and how wonderful they were wow you learn it we go to plymouth plantation which is a reenactment village multiple times in elementary school whoa in fourth grade they had us build in the corner of our classroom it was called mayflower day which was like tied to when the mayflower actually docked on cape cod which is where i'm from so it's also why they're obsessed with it our teacher made us build a little like cabin the size of the cabin that 20 people would have shared and we had to sit in it for four hours together pack like little sardines we had to wear pilgrim clothes and you could only pack lunches that you could have had so people had like cheesecloth with a cheese no and <laughs> like i'm not kidding you and like we had to like experience what it had been like to like sit that close together and be bored no, with no electronics <laughs> i'm not kidding you they made Schools us do it for crazy. a full day and then we had to like write journals about it and like talk about how amazing it was that they did that to start this country no lie wow i also want to just really underline that we were never taught about the salem witch trials you were never taught. when I went to college, we had done the crucible. Sure. But I, but like the, when I was a freshman, you couldn't try out for the, you couldn't try out for the play yet. Freshman year or something. There was something. Anyway, yeah. they did the crucible. The senior girls did the crucible. I saw it hot. I thought it was a work of fiction. I didn't, I mean, it is, but do you know what I'm saying? I did not know it was based on a real thing. Yeah. 
Then I got to college and I was like, wait a second, hold on. Those pilgrims I was taught, there's a store still in my town on Main Street called Puritans that's considered like a fancy nice store. What do they sell? They sell preppy wasp clothes that you would think (laughs) like gross white supremacists would wear. They're like polo popping, nasty white person clothes. Wow. And it's called called Puritans. Puritans. (laughs) So there's not even like a, in the Puritan plantation or whatever, there's not even like a plaque for Native Americans or. Okay. So I will say to small amount of credit to Plymouth plantation, there is not a plaque to the Native Americans because there is a whole section of reenactment village that is real current live Wampanoags who are, who lives in mostly in Mashpee. But around the Cape, that's the tribe. Mm-hmm. And they have an actual, like, pre- they never, they didn't do it like a reenactment because that would be really weird. Yeah, fuck that. They had, like, they, you could take classes about, like, canoes and, like, it right. was, like, actual education about, like, how they live now mm-hmm. and sort of, like, but it's very complicated because there is not a reservation, mm. which is also complicated because there's mm-hmm. good and bad things about that. They are integrated into the community, but they do have tribal, some tribal rights and things in different parts of town and stuff. As time has marched on, more now they try to, like, there's a amazing powwow that happens every year where you can, like, go and learn about stuff. But it's definitely, like, icky. Mm-hmm. It still is. It always will be. We definitely did murder, like, an entire group of people and really not talk about it for, like, hundreds of years. And mm-hmm. now, just now, where I think we're kind of starting to talk about it. But so I'm not even going to touch on that because that's so messed up that I can't even... I'm literally talking about how they murder balled a bunch of white women and that was never taught to me at all alongside all the other things and praise that we were taught about the pilgrims. And we were also taught like, aren't they amazing? They founded our country for religious freedom. I only put it together a few years ago. I was like, wait a minute. They were kicked out of England for being too strict. What does that mean about them? (laughs) And then they murdered a bunch of women who like expressed any opinions about anything ever. So I was like, wait a minute. This is our equivalent of like the Duggar documentary, except they started our country. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, these were were psycho cult people. Yeah. And then I put together you guys. I was like, wait a minute. What was going on in England when they left? Because I think of the 1692 as like a archaic time of like cabins and dreams. Right. And like butter churning. Yeah. 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 Okay. But in England, it was like. A hundred years after Shakespeare in Love. It was the fucking restoration. It was awesome there. Yeah. It was great. They left they like, a palace of magical literature awesome stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying England was perfect, but I'm just like, they left civilization and came to the wilderness to camp and die of smallpox. Wow. That is a choice they made. They so I'm like, think freaks. about that in modern terms. It would be like a bunch of freaks left to go <laughs> live off the grid yeah. because they were like, regular religion isn't enough we'd like to be even stricter and murder ball women and that's who founded our country like that's where we started and so when i'm like thinking about so many things being like of course we're still so backwards about so many weird things this is why in america we're so weird about sex right well hi look who started it like look who started it they're literally called puritans Right. That is wild. And I, I feel like I didn't like make all that connection yeah. until kind of sadly recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never really thought about it in the reference to England and like, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Cult freaks. They're cult <laughs> freaks. And we, and, and whether or not you grew up in Massachusetts, like I, I, they're literally exalted in the curriculum right. that I was taught. I don't think that's true everywhere, uh-huh. but they're taught as like, 
they were escaping religious persecution. Uh-huh. Right. It's like, yeah, okay, but like, um, honestly, like, that's what the creep who runs the Duggar family would say. That's what Warren <laughs> Jeffs would say. Like, yeah, they were escaping the ability not to be, you right. know, disgusting right. creeps. Like, yeah. And then they were like, cool, we'll just go camping. Half of us will die, and then we'll murder. We'll build Women. ourselves up enough to murder an entire culture of indigenous people that were already living here. Like, they're actually like awful. So the fact that I was taught for my entire educational life that they were great is so wild totally Wait, morgan you have to write a show that's like pilgrim succession <laughs> like <laughs> where they're just like evil fucking i remember when we went to plymouth plantation they gave us this book called a day with sarah morton or sarah morton's day or something like that and it was literally they obviously hired an actress and they took all these pictures of her doing her daily activities at plymouth <laughs> plantation her name is sarah morton and it's based on a real person that like lived there or whatever and they had her like happy with the butter churn. They have her like sewing. And I'm like, wow, like that's the image they fed me. But actually, like two minutes later, she was probably hung. Right. Because that's so Or crazy. like forced to have sex with her husband. Yeah. And she was like well. 13 and he was like 40. Yeah. Like it's, it's full creepy, like Mormon cult vibes. Yeah. Wasn't it like they dunked the witches? And then if you were a witch, then you sunk but if you weren't a witch then you floated but then they all sunk or something uh, or something Are you, maybe you're just talking about monty python holy girl no that was a thing but i feel like that might have been like england and, like, like didn't they people. drown the witches yeah or if yeah. you could swim but i'm like actually a lot of people can float yeah i, don't know, I can't remember i can't remember either yeah but they would like they would like push you off a cliff maybe and see push if you up a cliff fly or maybe that's just a simpsons episode i don't know mm. <laughs> but the but the truth is it's like well like we didn't really stand a chance to like correct that if we and this is true about like all of american history ever Mm -hmm. if we can't acknowledge that that happened in a real way and be like that was bad let's not do that again we're gonna continue having to have me too in 2017 like Mm -hmm. it makes sense that like everything is still born of that rotten fruit and like how we still can't acknowledge we like murdered an entire mm-hmm. population yeah. of people and have no idea like what the ramifications really were of that still because how could you possibly know when you deleted an entire I mean mm-hmm. horribly ravaged murdered it's just so crazy how I feel like it's so recently that we've started to actually be like cool we did horrible things yeah. and even yeah. that it's not everyone that wants to acknowledge it as we could all right. see from you know the political <laughs> discourse clearly it's only like some people I wonder how it is being taught in schools currently like well, it depends on where you are. I yeah, mean, I, so. I got to tell you, I feel like in Massachusetts, it's probably not that different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope they also teach alongside it yeah. more things, but I bet they haven't shifted the dominant discourse. They might have just added some other uh-huh. things. Right. I, I remember <laughs> I'm going to be that girl who talks about my boyfriend. My boyfriend has a great show called A People's History. Um, it's like a oral adaptation of Howard Zinn's A People's History that mm-hmm. he sort of summarizes in a funny way alongside his actual high school textbook. And it's so funny. There's this one episode idea. of chapter of the show where he's like, so then there's just a, a pop out, you know, in your in your textbook when you had a little pop out that says women in colonial times. And that's how they cover women. It's like two parallels oh. as a pop out oh. from the main chapters. Right. A pop out about women. Tough. Just like a little pop out. And I'm like, cool. I can't believe I didn't get taught about the Salem witch trials. Like that is actually so crazy. I grew up 40 minutes from Salem. Mm. Yeah, we had, I'm from Texas, and they had, uh, we had, like, a long period of Texas history in our class, and it's a similar thing of, like, remember the Alamo, and, like, it's always looked at, like, 
we were massacred by Mexico and the Alamo and how dare they like and like started that like, fully started that ourselves we literally like, well, baited them we to were trying us. to steal their land we're, like and literally then like, we were like come get us so we can attack you back like we're the worst because I feel like this is all like another brainwash right like that the government inherently wants to help you Mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah but like obviously we know that that is not especially in a capitalist society at all true i'm not even saying like every single person who works in the government is evil but like the system itself is actually not one job but i'm not saying they're not <laughs> um, but like this system of government is not meant to serve the people really yeah. it's meant to serve itself which is a different thing I mean, hi, all of us um, standing up at the start of each day and putting our hand over our heart and saying, I love this flag. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. I pledge it's also like so crazy to be like, I when I you know really started, which I hope we are all doing, like thinking about my own whiteness, being like, wow, like what a look. Of course I trusted the authority. Right. It's pandered to my experience right. Yeah. Right. as a white kid. Like, and I remember one of my earliest times I got in trouble with schools, I actually, I, you know what, Nicole? I refused to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I didn't <gasps> want to do it. Yes. Not because I was like anti-government. I wish I was that cool. It's because I, in third grade, I decided I was an atheist. So I didn't want to say. Iconic. The word God. Mm-hmm. Right. So my teacher called my parents and was like, she won't say the Pledge of Allegiance. And my father, who's extremely progressive, said, well, I mean. Yeah. Were you private or public? Because I think public schools, they cut it. Public schools, what was, yeah. There was a whole battle about this. Mm-hmm. Some- Certainly, I graduated high school in 2004, and we were definitely doing it all the way till then, but I went to a public school. And they were still doing under God. Oh, yeah. One nation, indivisible under God. Liberty wow, interesting. Is that it? I haven't said that in years. Wow, that came right <laughs> But I remember in, like, third grade, Miss McKenney, she's a bitch. Um, <laughs> she was a bitch in other ways, too. She only liked boys, and she was mean. And also, I was... English girl and she like math, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Totally. She did not appreciate the chatty girls. Um, I didn't want to do the Pledge of Allegiance because I was like, I was feeling myself about like, I'm going to like stand up for what's right. <laughs> it was like so stupid. <laughs> Nothing matters if you say the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> or not. But I remember like really being like, I won't do it. And my dad just being like, well, I mean, she doesn't believe that. Yeah. And so the compromise was I had to stand up with everybody and pay attention. But I did not have to put my hand over my heart and I did not have to say the words. Wow, I love this. She was, you know, I thought I was like, really, I was like, I'm fighting for what's right, guys. Absolutely. Mrs. McKinney's third grade class. I was the Norma Ray. (laughs) (laughs) That's my brainwash. Those are my two brainwashes. Beautiful answers. I really good. Should we cast ourselves as the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew their personalities. (laughs) I was thinking we could do... um, Sorry, so should we go to cast? Abigail... (laughs) Mary, I don't know enough. Yeah, I don't know enough because I'm stupid. Wa- I know nothing. You don't know the characters from the Crucible. I feel like John I Proctor. I read John Elizabeth Proctor. Proctor in my class. Elizabeth Proctor. That's a good. Okay, part. I had three casting ideas. Oh, okay, great. Perfect. Okay, casting is the segment of our podcast where we um, essentially name a category and then we all talk about who we are within that category. So, I'm Santa Maria. Morgan is Pinta, and ultimately. Jenny's Nina. So that would be if we were those boats. Wow. That, um, so you just name them in order of size and that feels loaded and charged. <laughs> Do we know their sizes? Yeah, the Nina was the small one. <gasps> I don't... Oh, okay. No See, because they taught sizes. me a lot about stuff. Okay, I don't about know. The yeah, I had Actually, no I might be totally Santa wrong. Santa Maria just sounded Italian, so I identified with her. That's and, cute. Okay. So, Morgan, 
as someone who has cast me in real life multiple wow. times because i because as well i should it was a gift Absolutely. to me each time gift to me as well okay here's what i was thinking yeah. i have three choices okay i feel like we could either do broadway divas we're talking patty mm-hmm. bernadette mm-hmm. elaine dead alive you know you know the type yep. yep we can even throw in a sutton she's a dance girl but that counts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's one two is prestige dramas which prestige drama <laughs> are you and another is what slightly retro and i slightly i mean like aughts 90s maybe you can go 80s sitcom are you oh slightly retro slightly retro can't be on now okay okay so what? those are my three offerings to you they're all really good what do you think? i think like i felt like the broadway one was like the most basic easy and then i tried to be like a little more like yeah what's up what's speaking to you nicole Okay. I think let's do prestige dramas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I am ready. Okay, go. I have to say that I identify as Sopranos. And I know that I, I just am I look at Tony Soprano, I say, that's me. I want to eat gabagool with my best friends. I want to go to therapy and sort of really self-examine. I want to be fat from Italian. Even more than being the Sopranos as a show, you are Tony. I mean, I just see... I am Italian from New Jersey. Like, it just... It just Mm. is... The truth is, if I were actually casting a reboot, you would be Janice. You'd be so good. Of course, I would would die. No, but I just... That... Maybe I'm clouded by my personal experience, but I just can't no, okay. say mm-hmm. prestige drama without me being Sopranos. Okay, great. You, mm-hmm. Morgan, are to me a hundred percent madman. Mm, Whoa, that's a really good one. you that are so not what I was thinking. So, wow. it, I mean, Thank you. first of all, I'm you're honored. such an incredibly talented writer that the only Mad Men is the only show that was like actually we're going to expand and then it keeps being true to the heart of the show and gets better and i really see that for you and also bitch you are don draper you are fucking selling (laughs) shit you are saying (laughs) oh my god this is what it is you're gonna have fucking want to drink this (laughs) coca-cola and like just like tell me what to buy secretary she she cheats she's then marrying her secretary (laughs) you are like wow okay love that you could sell shit to a cow If that was and the right. my God. Wow. I just really okay, feel that's Batman. huge. I was not seeing It's that the best coming. show of all time. Sorry. Okay. Wow. I love wow. that. Now, Jenny, <laughs> ultimately, I think that I'm going to give you Six Feet Under. Oh, okay. Wow. Six wow. Feet Under is truly one of my favorites. I love Six Feet and Under. And like every character is so delicious and weird and interesting. And I see you. In a lot of the characters, like I could see your David, I could see your. Oh, it stands up. I gotta you can do watch it. it. I, I okay. mean, and not, I'm saying the oldest take of all time, but best series finale of best series right. finale. of okay. all time. Okay. I will say when you have the baby and you're like, "Hey, we're feeding, we're yeah, watching." That's a good, it's a good yeah, one. that's a good one. Okay. okay. Because it's actually life-affirming, even though there's death. It's not. Yeah. Life if yeah. you feel concerned at all about death, I'd say watch Six Feet Under. It's great. Okay. We have but one life, and Six Feet Under best finale of all time okay um okay so that's where i landed wow that's really good those were so good do you want to go next okay i know okay what i'm doing because i still haven't cast myself 
All right, Nicole gave you succession. <laughs> I just feel opulence. Like yeah. Sharp oh. buildings. <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> Helicopter. Rich and mean. Yeah. I just, I just, you are Shiv and that will live in me. And yeah, you are succession. I love to see Morgan's wow. face because uh, I know she does not agree with any of our castings <laughs> and I can't wait for her to tell I, us. I do. I think I just, succession's a good one for you. You actually. are casting director. Okay, so, all right, great. Okay. Okay, Morgan, this is kind of a rogue one, and I don't know if it's prestige. Wow. Exactly. But it's I give okay. you. I'm not that prestige, which is why it's hard to cast me. <laughs> I give you American Crime Story because I think that Whoa. all of the Ryan Murphy American Crime Stories are excellent. <gasps> like, I haven't seen one. a one. What? I haven't. I've done all of Horror Story, but I've never done a crime story. You should do the OJ one. It's really good. Okay. okay. Yeah, David Schwimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Travolta. That's who really turned me off from uh, the Monica one. Also, yeah. you know, Beanie and you know. Like, yes, know. that's yeah. the worst one I'll say. Okay, but, but I'll do it. The Versace one is, is also really okay. good. If you can look back to, past Darren Chris. Okay, I can. And I have <laughs> many cultures can. Many cultures Just because you're giving me true crime energy. Wow. Yeah, I, I like do that. Like, like, I like that, that for you. Crime. I feel like Ryan Murphy does true crime plus camp. And wow. I feel like. I like it. That's more I'm in. a good crossover for you. Okay, and this, I don't know if this could be accurate. I give myself flea bag. <laughs> so I just said it for you. Totally. I did, actually. I did. It's not what I landed on, but I did consider just sort it, of just like that's close. white woman feminism problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I did it, but... Yeah. Wow. And I obviously love flea bag, and I think she's genius, so I'm I mean, just trying to pretend that I am I. her, and I want to fuck that priest, too. We all so want to fuck that priest. Mean, we all <laughs> would be so honored to fuck that priest. Okay, this is huge. I <laughs> A great still one. don't know who i am okay. which really says something about me i'll have to talk to jill my therapist about that um but to me jenny you are bad sisters oh which i did love because I, I was like there's a bbc thing i feel for mm. you which feels like fleabag you know and i yes. thought about fleabag and i was like yeah but there's also something like sisterhood there's a comedy vibe with bad sisters but also like there's a deep well i just felt like bad sisters i, I love, love that sisters. i love sharon horgan and i also was like that music it feels like i could see you like walk around those fields you know what i mean <laughs> i would love nicole i have to say i had two thoughts for you okay one and go with me on this is Fleischman is in trouble. And here's oh, why, okay. because it starts out like, Oh, it's chatty. It's a comedy. It's funny. It's about a relationship. And have you seen it? No, I'm not going to give a spoiler, but as it evolves, it turns into a true feminist, iconic, dark wound that is so culturally important to reveal. And it, it reveals itself in this way that is like so massively courageous and good and amazing. And I feel like that is Nicole to me. Yeah. Wow. I'm um, so moved. So, but because you haven't seen it, I was prepared that you hadn't, although you should. <laughs> I will. Because it's actually like, it truly surprised me what it becomes. Well, now that I know it's me, I will, of course, watch yeah, it. Yeah, you should watch Same. it. And then the other one I was going to say is, she's giving White Lotus. Why? Oh, of course. <laughs> because I can't believe like, it didn't land there. She's on vacation. She's yeah. a satire. She's oh. also like truly about how people don't know how to be. And she's also like, truly funny and truly human yeah. but also like being a human is funny and satirical and also she is class aware she is she's white lotus to me yeah oh, my that's God. you're right she's you're right white lotus, she you is think? white lotus and also you could see her being like any of those characters actually like yes. also the employees but also i just feel like white lotus. i can't believe you've said that 
I'm sorry. I, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, for me, I honestly, truly, I'm not saying I don't know, because I feel like I'm not really prestige drama. You, are, but I hey. hear what both of you said, and I think I'm not being like, you know, me. I have self confidence. I just like it. My mind goes blank. Are you an enlightened person? Mm, you know, I everyone always says I should watch it. I've never seen it, but I've heard it's great. I think you should watch I mean, it. I love her, obviously. Yeah, she's a genius. It's really. Delicious. I will say for a moment I thought of myself maybe six feet under. Mm-hmm. I could see that. My truth is my dream. I feel like it's easier for me to think about like what is my dream show to write. And I'm like, because I'm like, my dream show is like, <laughs> I want to write like parenthood meets White Lotus. <laughs> like what is the prestige version of a family show that is like very human, but like is also evil and satirical? What is that? Bitch, Because I feel like I that. love Succession, but that's a bit like, I obsess with it, but that's like yeah. much more evil than I think yes. I can like access. <laughs> yes. But it is so good. I yeah. fucking love it. I'm obsessed. And yes, I am Shiv. And yes, I do identify with her, of course. Yeah. As do we all. We are all They're Shivs. They're only Shivs. So yeah. I feel like that's my that's my vibe. I, I it's funny. Someone I was talking about this with someone a few years ago, and they said it was Maisel, and I was a little offended. And I was like, no. no, and no. Sorry again, but Maisel's prestige. Yeah, it's I like mean, not it wins prestige. Emmys. I don't know. That's, that's not, what I'm starting to figure yeah, out. It's like comedy. I think prestige is a very relative. The Wire. Term. Yeah, yeah. Prestige. Yeah, yeah I, think I know. I was like term. Breaking Bad. The Breaking Wire. Bad. Prestige. Yeah, I never bad. saw any of those I boy think, shows. I also, when I say prestige, it's like. It's also like what is coded as prestige. Like, yeah, I don't actually think Big Little Lies is a good show, but do I love it? I'm obsessed with it, and it's so funny and like campy and like yeah. ridiculous. But that would be considered a prestige drama, mm-hmm. even though honestly, I mean, I have to maybe say the comeback for you. Oh wow! wow. I mean, that so, is I'm so flattered. That is so <laughs> yeah. in the pocket the of your shit. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Do love the comeback. I do love the comeback. Greatest show of all time. Oh, it's so good. I'm yeah. honored that you said that. Thank you. Oh my god! Incredible category, incredible brainwashing, yeah, incredible person and guest, incredible podcast. Uh, Spell with a U only. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you. We're perfect. so kind. Um, we this love you so, so much. Morgan, tell the people where to keep up with you. Listen, I got off Facebook a couple years ago. I'm still technically on there, but I only lurk okay. occasionally. I think yeah. that's good. I am on health. Instagram. It's actually Fat Morgan, but that's just going to really be pictures of my dog. People like that. Yeah, nobody. So hates if that. you want to see pictures of my really cute gray French bulldog named Marshall, Big head on yes. over to actually Fat Morgan on Instagram. And also, you know, feel free to Google. I love a good Google. If you want to Google stalk me, I'm into that. Just don't click on anything embarrassing because then it'll up the algorithm. Okay? <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, so use your best judgment to see who to guess which links if might you be think embarrassing. I wouldn't like it. Don't, don't click. click. <laughs> Incredible. Well, thank you, Morgan. We love thank you, really Morgan. Much. I love you guys. Love you. 